smoking Dang Sinatra, that's all gas On a hunt in a tall grass Intercepting every ball pass Then I run it back, that's a TD Check the scoreboard, y'all last We up one, you see me Pussy niggas wanna talk about it Go to Hellcat, no demon I'll be politicking on your broadcast At the red carpet like the famous homie Ask your bitch, really famous homie And you know it's Emmy, it ain't on me So creative like I made Adobe I've been balling like I play with Kobe What's the deal? What's the deal? Back again, Politic in the Podcast. We live Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we got to get straight to this NBA, man. The, the the moves was crazy. The Clippers got Russell Westbrook. Everybody was talking about they have a real chance, and we are 0-3 with Westbrook. So we got to get to the, the Clippers' bad start with Russell Westbrook. LeBron James, he went down. Everybody thought it was an Achilles injury. He said he had a pop, but then he finished the game. And then now he's been ruled out indefinitely as he probably will miss at least a few weeks with a right foot injury. That's what they're calling it. So arrest warrant was issued for potential draft pick Jalen Carter from Georgia. He was probably one of the top three to five draft picks, he probably could have went number one overall. But I guess he was involved in a race that resulted in an accident. And now a warrant has been issued for his arrest. So some crazy stuff going on right there. You know, at the 50, uh, at the Grammys, uh, hip hop turned 50 and they honored Jay-Z. And then after that, Billboard and everybody came out and said Jay-Z was the greatest rapper of all time. Well, Lil Wayne took offense to that, and Lil Wayne came out and said that he is the greatest rapper of all time. So we're going to get to that. And then, of course, we got to get back to Smoking Joe, because we always seem like we got to talk about Smoking Joe every week, because now the Biden administration asked Congress to reauthorize the Warrantless warrantless Surveillance Act. So that was implemented with the Patriot Act, after 9-11, that was a, a Obama thing that Trump took out, and now he, he's trying to get Congress to bring it back. So let's get to this first topic, man. So the Clippers, man, 0-3, Russell Westbrook. I mean, the mayor sat here and, and gave the Clippers their props for the first time ever that I've ever heard and said that it was a good pickup and a good fit. And now we on three. What is your thoughts on this on three start with Russell Westbrook? Is it time to bench him? Um, <clears throat> I still stand by my decision of uh, thinking that Russell Westbrook is a good fit for the Clippers. Coming off the bench might be a good look, but I don't think it's necessary at this point. I think they might need to uh, bring some different bigs in. It's obvious they're making Westbrook, Paul George, and why Leonard, their big three. So maybe you uh, insert Plumlee and not have him come off the bench or uh, have Plumlee and Zubox start to kind of throw off um, what most teams would think of as a, you know, like a slow team. They're actually be really fast and uh, be able to fill the lanes and be a high energy, fast paced team. But they would have the size like they would really have a um, rather tall five with you know paul george being with like 610 i mean it kind of hurts i i really thought this was going to be the the moment that the clippers were going to really transcend and 
put some momentum into the playoffs like they did back in the uh, Lob City days. And it's obvious that uh, I guess I spoke too early and I jinxed you guys like a Laker hater would. I mean, I'm sorry, <clears throat> a Clipper hater, Laker game, you know, Laker hopeful would. So I apologize. But Russell Westbrooks needs to sit, like prefer. I I would prefer him to start. But maybe coming off the bench might be the next thing for his career, or for the best thing, or the best thing for his career. I'm sorry. So what's your thoughts, Jeff? Um. Well, do the Clippers still have Reggie Jackson? Nope. Oh, oh, they you, traded oh. Him. he's on Denver. Oh, you guys traded him. Oh, okay. Um, who, who, who's going to be your point guard? Cause you got, you going to put Eric Gordon in it? We had Terrence, man. He was killing. He's not the traditional point guard. And then we got Bones Harlan in the trade too, but he's not a traditional point guard. So we got three non-traditional point guards. Eric Gordon kind of was filling in the slot also, but he's not a point guard at all. So I don't think we have a point guard. On the roster, to be honest with you, besides Westbrook. That's what I'm saying. Y'all don't got no point guard, so y'all going to bench him and put somebody else that's not a point guard. <laughs> so you guys are in the same boat no matter what, just to get. I also would say this. It's only three games. You know, I mean, give the guy time. Give him time to jail. Get it together. They, it, it's not over for you guys. You know, you guys, the ceiling is still Western Conference Finals, probably, maybe, if that. You know, so you guys can still – you guys are still going to make the playoffs. Whether he does good or not, y'all still going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, y'all going deep and going to a championship? Nobody was thinking that anyway besides the host of the, the show. But other than that, it, y'all don't got a point guard. Y'all going to have to put Eric Gordon in or some non-traditional point guard. And it's just let it gel. It's only three games. You, you ain't winning the championship after three games. You at least it's going to take time. So that's what I would say for y'all. Just let it take time. If, if you look at all the trades and then the buyout market, man, the the main team that actually looked like they jailed immediately was the Lakers. They've gotten to what, like a three and one start. They was catching fire. They was starting to gain traction. And everybody was talking about the Lakers coming all the way back to being a, a, a six seed. And now we get LeBron going down in this injury. And just as, as fast as it started, it's over again. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, with the with the Clippers, we still going to make the playoffs. We still got time. We just need to figure out the rotation, and everybody needs to figure out they, they spot in this championship team. But as far as the Lakers' at championship aspirations, I believe they're completely smashed with the news that LeBron James is now out for uh, the indefinite future, man. So we do not know how long LeBron is going to be out. And what does this do if the Lakers do not make the playoffs again? Does this hurt his legacy? Like, how many years has this been with the, him in L.A.? And uh, how many playoff trips did they make? 
what won just the bubble? They missed the playoffs every other year. So when when he passed Kareem, uh, and everybody was talking about, oh look, this is why he's the goat. This is stuff like this is why that conversation can't even be had. So what does the Lakers not making the playoffs this year due to LeBron's legacy? Mm. Um. Okay, so his legacy is already cemented, not by a LeBron fan, but by like an NBA savant, right? There's nothing we can do to take away from the fact that he's played 20 years and no one else has played 20 years and been this consistent and, and made all these different um, teams great and had all these different accolades. Like, I'm personally, I'm done talking about LeBron because I know, I know that the news of him having an indefinite or he's out indefinitely does not mean that he can't come back earlier than, you know, earlier than a week or two. It's just that allows them to put him on the injured reserve list or whatever. And they don't have to worry about the low management conversation or any of that. It's a more strategic move. So now he can heal, he can recover and, you know, he can eventually come back when he feels his time. And we all know how LeBron operates when it comes to po- uh, close to playoff time. He likes to slow down a little bit so he can gear up before playoffs. He's already said these last 23 games are supposed to be the most important regular season games of his of his career thus far. So if he is, in fact, out, you know he's going to do everything he can to come back. But also at the same time, he wants to read more of his new teammates. If they're three and one with him, let's see what happens if he can sit out the next game. Okay, they lost to Memphis. That was an obvious loss. Like, you know, no one thought that they would, you know, we would beat Memphis. So who's the next opponent? I don't even know because I don't care because we're going to win that game. Just like we beat Golden State, we're going to win that game. And we'll, I'll say we'll win two. And by the third game, when we lose, then he'll come back. Then he'll say, oh, okay, the Lakers are what now? Five and two. You know, since the All-Star break, they have a good chance to, you know, really get at least, in, you know, past the, the a play-in to maybe an eighth or, I'm sorry, not an eighth. Yeah, we got to get to the sixth and not be in play-in. Yeah, that's true. doesn't even matter. If we play Denver, we probably beat Denver. We have better matchups. If the teams are healthy, both teams are healthy, we could beat Denver. I'm sorry. I guess I'm saying it. I'm biased. Um, when it comes to Memphis, we could beat Memphis. We could literally win a chip. Because everyone has to play somebody before playing us. So process of elimination, a healthy Laker team could win it all. LeBron being injured is just a ploy for him to sit back and get more healthy. I said it first, just like I said when I said last week about these great Clippers. They're so fantastic. Oh, my God. Hey, everybody. It's me again. Do you guys want to know what – these two LA teams have in common. The last time they were relevant was in 2021. Woo. Woo. 2021, the LA Clippers went to the Western Conference Finals and lost. And lost, ladies and gentlemen. 2021 was the last time you seen the Lakers in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. This goes back to my point that I made a long time ago that the bubble championship does not 
count. <laughs> it does not count. You want to count it so you can be closer to the Boston Celtics, but it does not count. How do you go from winning a championship to not even making the playoffs anymore? Did that happen to the Warriors? No. Did that happen to the Milwaukee Bucks? No. But it happened to y'all. Now let's get on this LeBron James. This is the real narrative that is going on. Hey, Rich, it's me. LeBron, why are you whispering? It's me. I don't want nobody to know it's me. I'm calling you. How many games are left? LeBron, it's like 20-something games left. LeBron, what you tripping on? Hey, listen. Do the math for me. You think we're going to make the playoffs? Nah, man. I really don't think y'all are even going to make the playoffs. Dang, they're going to roast me if I don't make the playoffs. All right, cool. You know what we got to do. Option. Plan X. Plan X. Okay, cool. Ah, there he is. Ah. Ah, I'm injured. Ah, I'm injured. So if the Lakers don't make the playoffs, guess who's not to blame? LeBron James. Oh, it's because LeBron, it gives the Laker fans a way to escape because that's what they do. They don't take ass whoopings like every other team, like the Chicago Bulls, like my team sucks all the time. And I got to come on here and say, you know what? My team sucks. Laker fans don't do that. They find a, a scapegoat. So that's what they're doing. They want LeBron James to be hurt so y'all can go out here and say, oh, man, LeBron was hurt. That's why we didn't make the playoffs. Well, if you were in playoff contention before LeBron James got hurt, shouldn't you guys at least make the playoffs? No. Y'all ain't even making the playoffs. This is trying to – you see, the mayor did not come out here and say anything but some BS bull crap about (laughs) the Lakers and them making the playoffs and – you know, we're going to gear to win the whole thing. You're not better than Memphis. You lost to Memphis because you're not better than Memphis. You're not better than the Nuggets. And then the Laker fans out here want to come out here and say, yeah, we're going to win the whole damn thing. I said, if healthy. If See? healthy. Look at that. There there it is. There there it is. Who? <laughs> everybody can say that. Hey, hey, Chicago, no, we can win no. the whole thing if we have Alonzo Ball. But he hasn't played all season. I'm talking about in retrospect. Y'all haven't LeBron even made injured. the playoffs in two seasons. What you talking about? No, I'm saying, look, you're not, you're not even taking into consideration. You're not even taking consideration that D'Angelo Russell was also injured and he didn't play against Memphis yesterday either. But if he was, if he Why was, do healthy, you guys get to use excuses of injury and nobody else is able to use that same damn tired excuse. I'm not using it. You guys suck. I'm not using it as an excuse all the time. I'm just talking about for this current topic of LeBron. You know I can't stand excuse. LeBron. So him being – LeBron being hurt is him using it as an excuse, not the Laker fans using it as an excuse. The rest you just of the use team, it as an excuse for The you. rest of the team collectively, though, I'm telling you like this, the rest of the team collectively constructed as they are could have beat Memphis if D'Angelo Russell was healthy. And you say I'm wrong, I say I say I'm right. Okay, healthy. I say I'm right. Why you gotta we be healthy? So, so Rose never got injured. He would so be Ryan. the greatest point guard of all yep. time. Alvin I can use that up, excuse too. Alvin yep. sat up here and said that 
LeBron is strategically getting rest and that the Lakers are going to go on the run without LeBron James. And they're going to get <laughs> Hey, I said two. Hey, gonna, don't try to put words in my mouth. Healthy. I said they're going to win two games in a row. They're going to get healthy. And then a healthy Lakers can, can knock off anybody in the playoffs. Anybody. <laughs> Ronnie, 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 Ronnie. They went, we went three and one. We went three and one. I said the next three games, we're going to win two and then lose the third one, and then LeBron's magically going to be healthy, and that's, that's when everything's going to like fall into place, and that's the quote-unquote gear up for the And playoff. then you made, then you made the statement. You know what? We, we should give you time to take back your statement. I'm not. Because then you I made the statement that says they can knock off the Grizzlies yep. in Denver. Yep. Yep. Stop. Move I side move. I remember the days of being in – unapologetic Laker fan. You know what I'm saying? We always believe, we believe, oh, the Lakers could do anything. The Lakers could be, they could win any game. Oh, they could come back. They could do this, they could do that. That's nothing but delusion. Lakers, huh. um, and I, it's, it's more LeBron fans now that became Laker fans. No, the Lakers were not good when they were healthy. The Lakers were, they're under 500 with LeBron and AD on the floor and Russ. And y'all think D'Angelo Russell is Magic Johnson all of a sudden? D'Angelo Russell ain't shit. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, this is, okay, I, I agree with the whole LeBron narrative. I, if y'all remember, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said this on this very show, that LeBron was going, once he realized the Lakers were not going to be in playoff condition, he's going to have an injury so he can be, uh, use an injury as an excuse and not make a play. LeBron, he's very strategic. LeBron is very calculated. He does his shit all the time. The Lakers were reeling. The Lakers were struggling. LeBron sees it. He sees the teams that they got to face coming up. He sees this shit. And he's like, oh, hell no. We ain't finna make the playoffs. We already behind. <laughs> First it was his left ankle. Now it's his right ankle. Which ankle is it? Like, remember he was favoring his left, uh, his right ankle? And then his left ankle, then now it's his right ankle. Like, it's both ankles now. He was just fine at the All-Star game. LeBron was just fine. The rest of that game that he finished, it, I, I never seen a player fall down and say, I felt a pop, and then get up and score 11 points in the fourth quarter. Like, come on, LeBron. You ain't playing nobody. LeBron is full of shit. LeBron is about himself. He's all about himself. LeBron is about LeBron James. He's going to do anything he can to control the narrative, just as he's always had. He has a walking boot. Remember when he had that fake-ass cast after getting swept in the finals on the wrong hand, talking about his hand was hurt? Like, why would you – you got to get a cast that quick when you just played a full game and ran up the stat sheet? LeBron's always trying to control the narrative. The Lakers were not going to make the playoffs with LeBron or NAD healthy. As we've seen the whole season, the Lakers have been terrible for three seasons. It's time for people to face and stop making excuses. LeBron is done. This is what happens to all the greats. All the greats get hurt. All the greats get old. His run is over. LeBron will never win another championship. Just face it. And he might get hurt to the point where he's going to have a, a career in the injury because that – we saw this with Kobe. We saw Kobe run himself to the ground. LeBron, he killed himself to get the record, playing all the minutes, taking all them shots, and now he's is paying is paying he's paying for it now. So let's not get into it quickly thing. before y'all before I take over. I want to touch on the Westbrook situation. Kalen, I told you Westbrook was a disaster. He's going <laughs> to fuck up the Clippers. He is who he is. Let's stop pretending Russell Westbrook is just going to magically turn into this efficient, non-turnover-prone, non-stupid shot-taking player. Westbrook is who he is. They're not going to win anything with Russell Westbrook. They got worse with Russell Westbrook. Don't believe me, just watch. 
All I would say is LeBron James reminds me of that stupid scenario where Paul Pierce went out in some wheelchair and came back into the game. That's LeBron James right there. (laughs) Got wheeled out on a wheelchair and came back into the game. That's LeBron James right there. Right. Oh, I can't make the playoffs. I don't want nobody to blame me. And I came to an organization that will blame it on everything but saying we suck. So, therefore, this works perfect for my narrative. Rich Paul, Plan X, Plan X, Plan X. I don't know. It's crazy because all this, like, LeBron is is, is funny because he was the main dude talking shit about the play-in tournament. And now the Lakers is wishing for the fucking play-in. Now the play-in is his best option. And the same shit that you didn't, you know, be careful what you what you wish for, man. You just might get it, man. Bubba LeBron boy. Do not want the play-in. And now look at him. He begging for a play-in spot. Begging. He hoping and wishing for a play-in. Hey, Mayor. Mayor, when was the last time you guys made the playoff? <laughs> the bubble. <laughs> before, before the bubble, what, when was the last time you guys made the playoffs? Damn, like ten years. So one playoff. All I count, all I count is championships. See, that's that's I. I just played the narrative game, everybody. That's exactly what I want to talk about. They want to right, count the bubble. So, as the NFL gears up, you know, Scott and uh, uh, the NFL Combine. They got all the scouts in NFL drafts. But one of the top prospects is looking like he's going to be facing jail time. An arrest warrant was issued for top-ranked uh, uh, defensive end Jalen Carter from Georgia. So I guess he was in a race with some people that was in an expedition, and the expedition crashed. The expedition was noted that it was going over 106 miles per hour. Now, an SUV, we all know that if the SUV, if traveling at that rate, if you turn that SUV, it's top heavy. It's going to roll. So why would you be driving an SUV at that rate of speed? It's utterly ridiculous. But now, I guess this happened back in January, but he's just being arrested for it now. And I believe the charges are reckless driving, reckless endangerment, but he might end up with an uh, involuntary vehicular manslaughter charge. I guess the the person he was racing had a female passenger and she passed away in the crash when the SUV crashed. And now because he was racing, they're basically trying to charge him with the death. How do y'all feel about him not actually being involved in the accident, but because of his actions causing the accident, him being charged? Do you think that is a just and fair thing? And what do you think that is going to do to his future? Do you think that he'll have any chance in the NFL? I, I think he might be done already. I mean, as much as I try to, you know, preach the right, um, scenarios to, to kids, to all youth, 
that um, in some cases you're guilty by association. So pick and choose your your friends wisely. So in this situation, there is no. I don't want to say the vehicular manslaughter should be, or should be all on him. It's hard to say that it it should be on him at all, but because he wasn't driving the vehicle that, you know, the young lady passed in, no disrespect, but at the same time, because they were racing, they both took liability in what could have come of that race. So I, I don't know, like, what's, you know, limitations, like, the law would have, like, that he could possibly get, you know, try to get out of or whatever, but if, and I won't even say if, the driver didn't pass away as well, then he definitely deserves it. Like, it's all like kind of messed up because one, you shouldn't be street racing. You know what I mean? Like there's laws to that in itself. So the penalty of her dying should be held. Oh, damn. I don't know, man, this messed up, but because of it, I don't really think he's going to have a career in the NFL. Uh, there's too much tarnish on his resume before he even got drafted. So, I, I mean, Maybe the XFL, since it's looking like it's getting Sports Center, um, you know, time and whatnot. No, still no disrespect or shade, but nah, I don't see him getting any minutes. Any any teams on the pick him up, there'll be too much too much liability. It would look too bad on their name, on their brand, on their image. Man, um, it's crazy. Because, like, before you said somebody died, it was like, it baffled me because why the hell are you racing an expedition? Like, an expedition is a big-ass vehicle. But in the NFL, it is 58% African-American, Black, however they want to chop it up. It's about 58%. To get into the NFL, if you went to high school, to get into the NFL from high school, you got about like a 6% chance of making it into the NFL. And it's less than that when you go to college, right? So like your chances of making it into the NFL is very rare. And a lot of times, some this is just, uh, I mean, unfortunately, hope everybody else that watches this and listens to this knows, like, when you on a path to your greatness, you got to make sure you got the right people around you that can tell you, and even you tell yourself, like, no, nah, that's not a good idea. That's, that's just dumb. Like, what are you getting out of this racing an expedition? You're going to beat an expedition. If I was in a Honda, of course, I I would think that the Honda is going to be faster than the expedition. <coughs> or what? My a uh, uh, Prius may go faster than the expedition. It's just, what is the point of racing an expedition? So. Let this be a lesson to anybody else that's trying to get into the NFL, NBA, uh, MLB, any sports that not all of us, none of us on this on the, on this panel are playing any professional sports. 
Now, we can all, you know, take a video of you, do the little 360 cam of you, you know, interview you. We got you guys covered there. But none of us is playing in the NFL, NBA, or any professional sport. Just be more mindful of what you do. And make sure the people around you is really keeping you accountable. That's all I can say about it. Um, I think, will he have a chance at a career in the NFL? Um, I say he has a chance. Um, will it happen? You know, probably not, but there's always a chance. I mean, there's there's been a lot of scandals in the NFL before um, with certain guys doing certain things. And, you know, look at Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown has wigged out. You know, I know it's a different type of situation, but, you know, um, I think there's a chance. Now, is it right? Um, I think it's uh, more of uh, I believe that uh, they, they need to incorporate um, – you know, um, mentorship and, and make sure financial literary cla liter literacy classes are uh, being given before entering the NFL and the NBA. You got to think about it. These cats are 20 years old, 19 years old, 21 years old. Some of these motherfuckers is coming from parents making minimum wage to raise them, coming from shit. So they get this bread and they get these cars and they get all this shit. And they they having fun even in college you know they're getting paid now in college with the nil and uh you know other other, other stuff so like when, when they get in these places where they feel like they don't want them you know what i'm saying they do make irresponsible choices so i think there needs to be more mentors for these young college athletes coming to professional sports and um, financial literacy programs so this stuff won't happen because it's unfortunate like y'all said already you know turning the suv at 106 miles, turning the SUV at 70 miles an hour is dangerous. Like, come on, like 106 miles an hour. Like, what do you, what do you think you're doing right there? Just not thinking. A lot of these kids are they grown up with a with a certain aura of invincibility, and you know we need to. I think it's more 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 on the colleges and on the system to go ahead and, and, and place some 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 things in, in place to, you know. Um, inform them of making life, life life choices like those type of classes need to be held because we're seeing a lot of this shit a lot of these guys making bad decisions and it looks like they don't got no guidance it looks like nobody you know told them nothing really think about when we were all that young i know when i was that young you know i didn't make the best decision so i think you know we need to i think we need to hold the system accountable and also the, the league accountable and stuff like that well when i when i look at this because he is a defensive end, I believe that he still has a chance in the NFL. And if you looked at Deion Sanders, he was doing an interview, and everybody was talking about cancel Deion Sanders a few, probably a week ago. Because in the interview, he said when he's looking at a quarterback, when he's recruiting a quarterback, he wants them to be cerebral. He wants them to come from a two-parent household. He wants them to have a 3.5 GPA. He's going to study the people that they come up around. But if he if he's going for a defensive end, he wants the complete opposite. He wants them to come from the gutter. He wants mama to be barely making it. He wants everything to be on his shoulders and that the pressure is going to either make him or break him. He's looking for the, the, the person – with the most adversity when when they are so given that those type of that that type of person being recruited and putting in these places and giving this money with the NIL and, and gonna be a top 
three to he he might have been number one overall, depending on what team and how it all went. He could have been the top overall draft pick. So understanding that the moment that you're going to go one to five and that your life is about to be changed forever, you don't have anybody sitting down mentoring you, looking, you know, steering you the right way. And then you got a bunch of friends that ain't your friends because you're you're at college. Those are people, those aren't your childhood friends. Those aren't even people that know you like that. Those are people that met you because you're the star football player at the college that recruited you and you got the money and, and the fame and you the NFL prospect and they a bunch of tagalogs anyway. So given that situation, there's not enough mentorship. And I don't think that there's really no one in in a, a spot like Georgia for you to turn to. You got Deion Sanders, you know, at Colorado now. So they have a, a different culture over there where they can turn to a, a prime time. But for most of these these students, they don't have anybody to really turn to or look or look to in these scenarios. And it's crazy. I got you, Kayla. Hey. This hey. is this go, go ahead, Ronnie. I just had a quick question. Yeah. I didn't know who this player was, but is, this is a brother or was he a white boy? He brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, Murdoch, pop the yeah. pop the graphic up so you can see him. Ah, damn! <laughs> Let me look. Not about two, three people. This is what this is what I'm saying, right? Just like all three of you have said, as far as with mentorship, it falls on the coach. And when you think about college, right? You think about the amount of money the head coach is making. This is football on top of just being a college head coach. You have football, so you have an offensive coach, a defensive coach. You have offensive head offensive, head defense coach. You have assistants. You have trainers. You have a lot of resources available, right? But the thing that you would say is, oh, well, he has to be man enough to go and turn and ask for help. No. These grown-ass men who are getting paid a lot of money to – help these boys win games or these young men win games, which then gives them more money in the long run, they should be instilling some type of like a uh, uh, life lessons or, or some type of like, um, you know, literally just pouring into them the right type of information so that they don't go out and make those different things. Like I've, I've done my part as far as going all the way out to ask Yajiketa to come out and talk to my basketball program just because I wanted them to hear some some of the same things that I say from somebody else that would give them encouragement not to mess around and make the same mistakes that, oh, yeah, you know, you might do A, B, and C here on campus, right? And you might get detention or you might get suspended for that matter. But if you do A, B, and C in the real world, it could cost you jail time. And I don't think you want jail time. Or it could cost your license to be suspended or whatever. And it makes you go, oh, wow, I never thought about that. But you're in college, like you got recruited. If you're about to go number one in the NFL draft, that coach who recruited you probably sat in front of your mom, your dad, somebody who had a, a guardianship of you who said they actually gave a damn, right? And from that conversation, they said, okay, I'm gonna give you my young, my little boy. You're gonna send him back as a man. And I'm hoping that you're gonna hold your word and be that man that helps make him a better man. So I would then hold up the coach accountable. I'd hold the whole program at Georgia accountable for him doing what he did because now he should be – he literally should be tarnishing the way they look. If he was on the billboard, if he was on a banner saying, hey, come to this school and you can be the next him, now you got to take that down. 
You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much more going to it, but because sports are entertainment, it doesn't matter how many of us fall off before we make it to the glory, to the, you know, to the top, top of, of the sports that we love because we are not supposed to, we're supposed to make others great. And then we're supposed to accept being mediocre. I raise you one better because in a way the coaches at the end of the day, you are able to make your own choices. So it falls on him, but the Georgia coach, he did his part. He got your son to the NFL. Raise you one better. Maybe the NFL, once you know somebody's going to be drafted, you should have, like Ronnie was saying, a mentor or some kind of program. If that person's about to be drafted, all right, cool. You know you're about to be drafted. They already talked to him about how it's going to go down or whatever the case may be. Because they gotta do the whole combine, combine, and the whole commercials and the whole TV program, right? So, if they know that, maybe go. Okay, this is what's going on. Now we need you to sign this too. What's this? This person right here, they're going to be following you to your draft day. With this person following you to your draft day. If you do anything outside of that, boom, 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 you are ineligible to come to the NFL. That's just my. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it does make a lot of sense, but these colleges act like they broke. They act like they ain't getting no money. They act like oh, everything we get is from uh, endowments and, and fundraisers and. And it has to be budgeted. So anything that's going to mess with a budget and the endowments, man, they ain't doing it, especially for you no know, young black kid out of the ghetto that didn't even come get a degree. You got to get the degree to be an alumni. Just because you attended don't make you an alumni. You have to graduate from the school to be an alumni, youngsters. But y'all out there listening, so don't just attend and be like, oh, I went there. Yeah, you went there, but you ain't do shit with it. You got to graduate. You got the, you got the um, so, I don't know, man. It's a slippery slope. I still think just because uh, he's a defensive end, like I mentioned earlier, the position, you know, look at Nanda Kinsu. He was a crazy one. What was the dude that uh, – and it, with the Steelers that cracked the dude over the head with the with the helmet. I it wasn't mean, Mala. Nah, but we, but but then you got the, the NFL is crazy because you remember Richie Cog, uh, Incognito, and he played for the Dolphins. He was the offensive lineman that was calling all the niggas niggas. He's still yeah. playing this. He was on the team this year. I was like, what? He still play? He got cut that year, but guess what? The next year they picked him up, and I don't care if you call him niggas, niggas. We care if you can block a nigga. Because it's entertainment. Because <laughs> it's all entertainment. But speaking of entertainment, I mean, we got to get to this entertainment news. So, you know, hip-hop turned 50. They honored Jay-Z and, uh, and all the hip-hop heads at the, the Grammys. And right after that, Billboard came out and named Jay-Z the greatest rapper of all time. Now, Lil Wayne came out 
and said, no disrespect to Jay-Z, I'm the greatest rapper of all time. So now the debate is, who is the greatest rapper of all time? Is it Jay-Z or is it Lil Wayne? And we're not talking about business endeavors. We're not talking about what they've done for the culture. We're strictly talking rapping, rap skills. Both of these rappers both don't write their lyrics. They both freestyle <laughs> their raps. So so given this, who is the greatest rapper of all time? Jay-Z or Lil Wayne? Please let me at this person. This shit been burning me up all fucking day, man. First of all, I hate when cats like Wayne says this type of shit. Now, when you talk about the greatest of all time, we talking about hip hop. It's our it's our music as a culture, as black people. We started it. It's our music. Okay, music was originally made to inspire. Now, if you're gonna call yourself the greatest, you have to include impact on the culture. Yes, that's included in your rap. Your rap has to make impact. What fucking impact has Lil Wayne made on hip hop besides drinking lean and smoking weed? Like, nigga, what are you? You have made no positive impact on hip hop. I'm not knocking Wayne as an artist. Artist is artist, but he has zero impact on us. Zero positive impact on the culture, on the culture with his music. Where, first of all, and let's kill this shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Impact. Tupac will always be the best to me. His impact, not only just his his songwriting, his music, his skills, all that. Yeah, maybe he wasn't the the, the most creative with his lyrics as far as bars and switching up his rhyme, rhyme pattern and shit like that. But overall songwriting, impact, consistency, first double album in hip hop history that went multi-platinum in All Eyes On Me, same year dropped Machiavelli, another platinum album. You know, Tupac was 25 when he died, but he did a whole lot. And he has songs that still playing in rotation today. Kids are still singing, I Get Around changes and those impactful songs dear mom impactful songs what impactful songs lil wayne got lil wayne is not even the top five jay-z i can say jay-z's body of work he has a legit argument jay-z has been consistent from 96 he said he was gonna take this shit and he did you feel me jay-z has dropped he went through a stretch where he dropped i want to say 13 albums in nine years 13 albums in nine years. And they were all, I think he had maybe one whack album. Maybe the Kingdom Come album wasn't as bad. But all his albums are quality. And he's been at the top. And he's a multi-billionaire. And he has bars. And he has skills. And he's collaborated with some of the best and held his own. Jay-Z definitely has an argument for number one. Lil Wayne does not. Lil Wayne, no. Fuck no. Fuck no. And fuck no. (laughs) Oh, man. Greatest of all times. Now, when you put out there greatest of all time, it is debatable in all sports. Ladies and gentlemen, you say greatest of all time. Some say Jordan. Others say LeBron James. Some say Bill Russell, right? Greatest of all times. It's to your discretion. So maybe that's what he's going with, to his discretion. Because like Ronnie was saying, I was trying to figure out how are you the greatest of all time? Now, let's do different categories for this. Are you the greatest lyricist of all time? Well, no. Are you better are you better than Nas? No. No. 
No. Are you better than J. Cole? No. No. Oh, okay. So you can't be the greatest. I mean, are, is your lyrics better than Eminem? No. No. Okay, cool. So you don't got, you don't got that. All right. Maybe, I mean, he can't even go into a battle rap because, I mean, he ain't beating my boy A Ward in a in a in in a battle rap. I mean, he gonna get ate up. So okay, you don't got lyrics. You don't got battle rap. You don't got like, oh, how about how about I would say diversity. Let's go diversity. Like, are you able to give people different styles? No. Just like Ronnie, just like Ronnie said. I mean, Tupac went from giving you. Um, America's most wanted to dear mama. He'll give you something from toss it up to to Brenda got a baby. Yes, sir. Have we ever heard anything like Brenda got a baby from Lil Wayne? No. Have we ever heard change from Lil Wayne? No. Okay, you can't even do that. All right. Maybe you got the person that you signed beat. I mean, another little diversity thing. Like maybe you got Drake beat. No. No, yep. you don't got you don't got Drake beat because I mean Drake is the male version of Lauren Hill in my opinion. Like he goes from rapping to singing. L- Lil Wayne, we try to hear you sing and we can't even understand you with auto. So <laughs> that's you're not winning in a lot of these categories. Okay, how about let's just say music videos? Maybe you got the greatest rap music videos. I think that belongs to Missy Elliott, but that's just my opinion. So you ain't even winning in that category. What are you winning in, bro? So are you better than Jay-Z? I don't think so. And then my last thing I thought about, I just go to my Spotify and I go, Lil Wayne, you don't even make it into my top five of people I listen to. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'll listen to me some Lauren Hill. I listen to me some Tupac. I listen to me some J. Cole. I even listen to my boy Ace Hood. I never sit down, even if I'm working out or anything, and go, I'm about to listen to some Lil Wayne. And the only song that I listen to of Lil Wayne is actually Drake's song, and that's the Believe Me song. But other than that, I don't listen to your music. I mean, I ain't trying to work out in pump iron to fireman fireman i'm the fireman fire fireman <laughs> fireman we talking, mayor we talking fireman we talking we talking fireman over made you look we talking we talking fireman over changed clothes i mean we talking fireman over snoop dogs Sexual seduction. I mean, come on, man. We talk about fireman. That's all I gotta say. Fireman. All right. Fire well, man. I'm glad you guys let me go last because I'm um, a very biased little Wayne, little Wayne fan because he was the fourth CD I think I ever bought. I bought Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001, Eminem's. Marshall Mathers LP, Lil Wayne's The Block Is Hot, and Bow Wow's, uh, what was it, Dog, uh, Dog Pound? No, what was it, Dog Felicia? I can't remember what the hell Bow Wow's like first. That. Something Beware. ridiculous. 
Yeah, there you go. Beware. There you go. And I'll be I'll keep it a buck with you guys. Like, we really love Lil Wayne at Palmdale High School. You know what I mean? Like from 2001 to 2005, well, 2003 is when I left, but we listened to a lot of Wayne. And I, I don't know if you guys remember that uh, mixtape Wayne was a lot better than mainstream Wayne. So when you think about Wayne that did all the dedications, uh, all the squad ups, when you think about, I hate to say it, just Canon alone. Like if you guys don't remember how much you got hyped over Canon, I think you guys got to, you know, you got to give me the black card so I can just, you know, punch a hole in it or something and put it on my lanyard because this is ridiculous. Like, yes, LeBron is like the, the new GOAT, right? But we have that debate with Jordan because of his greatness and how he's consistent. And he doesn't have any losses. But did Lil Wayne not say and show me what you got if he's Michael Jordan? When he said, I'm LeBron James if he's Jordan and nobody said nothing back then. Don't say it yet, y'all. Wait, wait. Keep going. Keep going. Said that, and it was funny. But I'm saying, like, and you guys, and y'all, he's gonna say because he's a lyricist at heart. That you know, he's almost like two different people. He he also had the Kobe Bryant song that everybody loved, and then he just didn't really remake it when Kobe died. No disrespect. He just added the Black Mama Family at the end. Um, other than how to love, I think the uh the mirror song was pretty good i thought that was decent back in 2010 2011 that it kind of gave off that michael jackson vibe and he was trying to be on a different lane um impact wise there was no hip-hop artist that had dreads other than bob marley before little wayne little wayne was the one that brought in cornrows if you think about it because nelly was on the, the do-rags with the deep waves he also was the one that brought in the Air Force Ones. No, I'm, if I'm not right, then you guys are going to correct me when I'm done anyway. But I'm just saying there was people there was people with braids. But I'm talking about my generation, my generation of 2005. It was him. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, well, graduation year. You know what I'm saying? Him, Benny Siegel. There was like, you know, like here and there you had some. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> I'm saying I'm going back because you guys are going back to Fireman and old songs from way back in Fire, 2005. Man. If you look at stuff like this moving forward, Lil Wayne probably has one of the biggest catalogs like in hip hop history. Because if you take everything into consideration, all the mainstream and all the underground and all the mixtapes, there's a lot of music. So I can't say he's better than Jay-Z, but if Lil Wayne's not in the top five as far as like at least the last 23 years, then I don't know what we're really talking about. Because if, you know, hip hop has been around for 50 and we're only knocking on 40 for some of us, we can't say we know all of hip hop when we weren't really processing and digesting all that music that's not even on YouTube and shareable. Go ahead, y'all. Let Wait, me ask this Okay, wait, wait. Oh, yes, yes. I got a question. Wait, no, no, no. What's the question? I got a question for you. You got a, you got a, a youth program, right? Yeah. So. Oh, no, but I'm know. not saying that Lil Wayne did. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I didn't go there. I didn't go there on purpose. I didn't go there on purpose. We're talking about greatest of all time. So you right. have to include impact and influence. Would yeah. you want your boys uh -huh. for life lessons and for learning shit to listen to Lil Wayne? 
or Jay Z or Tupac? Please answer that question. Oh no, it would be What's Tupac. What's the Lil Wayne teacher Lil Wayne decide how to get leaned out and No, 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 no. It would be Tupac Lil all day. He don't talk about shit but partying, and that's cool. No, no, I know that. You can fuck it up. I can put you out. That nigga don't talk about shit important. He don't talk about nothing positive. All he talk about is womanizing. Getting high and drinking lean. That's just listen, listen, listen. No, look, look. Wait, y'all, wait, 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 to keep it a buck, look, to keep it a buck, and I don't care if people think my forehead is big, that's why I have fake bangs. Um, if you guys have a like Ronnie, if you don't think about or you did already think about it, Tupac and his influence and the things that he said cannot be matched by anybody because he was saying the stuff that's going on right now, back then, before we even knew it was going to happen. I would not have kids listen to Jay-Z now anyway, because they don't listen to me anyway when I talk about Jay-Z and the impact that he had on me or the, or the hip-hop either. But then at the exact same time, this is off subject, but on subject, I tell people it's hard for me to accept Jay-Z now as a grown-ass man with kids and a wife and everything, because I think about how much Beyonce, his own wife, said, all these dudes ain't nothing, put a thing, like all this stuff that she projected she didn't do. And then he cheated on her, had a baby and all that stuff, and she stuck it out. But yet they the billionaire couple up here, but then everybody else can't cut, touch them. But yet the life they live is not considered the righteous life to live. Oh, hey, yeah, sure. Okay, I got a question. This is for the whole panel, but a little towards the mayor a little bit since he's the Wayne fan. All right. And Jay-Z let's, fan. Let's talk. Let's talk yeah. LeBron James right quick. Okay. LeBron James went against Steph Curry, right? LeBron James has went against people that are going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Mm -hmm. Going back to Lil Wayne. No, let's go to Jay-Z right quick. Jay-Z got his booty kicked by Nas, right? <laughs> but he went against him, right? Jay-Z win against competition who has Lil wayne win against kanye west gilly the kid gilly the kid oh right. don't even don't even disrespect gilly like that i'm man. not disrespecting gilly but gilly, disrespect not a, he's gilly. not a top 10 artist nigga. that's he's, come on bro that's a, Dude, that was his most notable beef as far yeah, as yeah, and that was his ghostwriter, but that was his ghostwriter. That was the person that was helping put money in his pocket. That now, was real. See, and now, look at who Billy is, is now. Ghost going back to my going man. back to my point. Tupac didn't have no ghostwriter. Jay-Z ain't got no ghostwriter. How is he the greatest when he has a ghostwriter? Uh, technically, wait, 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 let me wait, 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 wait. Cameron, Cameron showed that Jay-Z does have a ghostwriter. Right. Uh, it was it was Biggie. Jay Z don't write. No, back no, in the but, day. but what? But day. I gotta take that back though because he addressed that so smooth. He said, "I'm not a biter. I'm a writer for myself and others." I say a big verse. I'm only bigging up my brother. brother. I'm bigging up my barrel. I'm big enough to do it. Plus, I know my own flow is foolish. He said it in the bar. He addressed it. 
Okay. I got a question. So you can't you can't stand on that. Okay. Okay, yes, you can. I say a big if, verse, I'm only bigging up my brother. So Kayla, if if every time, every time <laughs> I I did a motivational speech and I always went if you were in a cage with a lion. <laughs> Just because you won't eat the lion don't mean the lion won't eat you. If I said that every time and people came up to me and was like, yo, man, your little lion thing, Nick, I didn't come up with that. He came up with that. But I'm bigging up, I'm, I'm bigging up Caleb. I'm bigging up Caleb. Right? No, I'm stealing your stuff and I'm coming back like, dang, how am I going to respond to that? Because, I mean, Cameron didn't even rap against you. All he did is just play all the verses that you stole from your your brother and you bigging them up. Hey man, Biggie died though. It's a difference. You yeah. know? He bigging up big because keeping his keeping him alive. Keeping his, his skills, his his verses out. Oh, there. he's doing what Diddy did, but he can't get the same respect. Well, look at, the, look at the look at the hip hop now, man. All everything is a sample, everything is a remake. None of this shit is original. I just yeah, but but who originated that though? Jay Z and Lil Wayne were two, but Lil Wayne made it the biggest as far as remaking other people's tracks and making it his own. And I'm not saying that he's better than Jay Z, but these are two of my top five rappers. And for me, and it's kind of odd because I didn't dig, I didn't go backwards when I was younger. My parents didn't let me go into into Biggie, Tupac, and nothing. Like I had record players, like real vinyl in the house like they old school had me listening in vogue and boys uh boys to men they was all r&b people you know what i mean so i went from as soon as i could buy my first cd that had the parentals uh advisory that moms didn't press me too hard on even though you know when you have a big chronic leaf what can you say but lil wayne is up there like okay. if not for how bad we look but as who black men win again. All right, what got, okay. He, he, he brought in Drake first. though, but he brought in Drake. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta move on to the and Nikki and YMCMB. So we definitely gotta. Uh, he playing fireman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> stupid. <laughs> but we gotta get to smoking Joe, man. We always oh, gotta man. touch him. On what Smoking Joe is doing. So the Biden administration asked Congress to reauthorize the warrantless surveillance law. So this was an add-on to the Patriot Act that uh, Obama signed an executive order to add on to the Patriot Act where they can not only surveillance you without a warrant, but they can also detain you indefinitely without a warrant. And that was an add-on from the Patriot Act. Now, when Trump took office, he signed an executive way, uh, order striking this out. And now Biden is asking Congress to reauthorize it. So he wants to have warrantless surveillance to be legal on American citizens. What are y'all thoughts on smoking? <laughs> Joe trying to be Big Brother and yeah. watch us from the sky. They had that show, Big Brother, where they watched you. And they watched you do everything. They even had had it in the shower. They had it everywhere. You couldn't hide from Big Brother. 
Everywhere in that house, in that property, there was a camera to watch you. And this is why we call this episode, Big Brother, because that's literally what the government was doing. And Trump got rid of it. And now Biden is trying to bring it back. Because they're trying to push the AI agenda faster now. Because if they put, if, to me, if they can put cameras on the, on the robots that they're using, like the little AI dogs or the, or the uh, AI police that they have in San Francisco, if they catch you doing something wrong, they can react to what they see and then they won't be held accountable or liable for whatever harm is done to whoever whoever is being harmed. And if it happens to be us, then so be it. If it happens to be someone else, then so be it. But in all honesty, you know, the more we say the more everyone knows. So if people are is starting to shut up and you know keep certain information to themselves because they're trying to do different things to protect their families or protect their careers or just be more uh, independent and selfish, it would make more sense why he wants more surveillance so that way every like you know everyone knows what or no one knows what he knows, but he knows what everybody is doing. I want you guys, when you guys get off of this, even if you got to text me, I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you. There's a show. It's an old show that nobody really knows about me, that had a couple seasons. It's called Person of Interest. And what the show was about is kind of sort of what we're in right now, where the government had access to cameras. So when you're in the street, the government's able to see you. When you are in Target, the government is able to see you. You know how you can do the whole little grab and go or whatever? Government can see you. Anything with a camera, the government can see you, right? So go go watch that show, Person of Interest. And then you will go, hey, yo, that's happening right now. And person is a Person of Interest was like a show that was made in like the 90s. So keep that in mind. Then you throwing in robots, right? I tell people all the time, the scariest movie in the world is iRobot because that's real. We in, If you haven't seen iRobot by Will Smith, go watch it because that's what we about to get into and we all about to be lined up. Well, I ain't gonna be lined up, but they're gonna try to line you up and you're gonna have robots in your house and then they're gonna try to Matter of fact, it's going to be like that Disney movie, Smart House, and you're going to be locked up in your house. Last thing I want to say is, we just now hearing about Smoke and Joe and him reversing, but we're also just hearing about Trump doing what he did to get rid of it. At all the BS Trump was going through, nobody wanted to highlight that. Trump getting to letting us have some kind of privacy. Now, Smoking Joe's goes, I let my wife kiss the vice president's husband. Ain't nobody <laughs> safe. <laughs> I'm hey, watching wait, wait, all wait. y'all. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hide your kids. I'm seeing all y'all naked. Hey, to add to that before you go, Ronnie. Caleb, I know you saw how they showed last week how those uh, the dust devil, like the little dust moppers or whatever, the robot ones, how they were taking pictures randomly and getting uploaded into the cloud. 
that they literally were taking pictures of people in the bathrooms and all kinds of different things where their information, the robots, right? Exactly. So this goes hand in hand with exactly what we're talking about. Go ahead. Oh, wait. And on the last note, when you download an app on your Apple phone, what does it ask you? It says, can we track? So they have to ask permission before they track you. If Joe is able to do what he does, I bet you that little security of can we track you will go away because they don't need your permission no more. Mm. All right, Ronnie. Smoking Joe. Um, Smoking Joe is 150, okay? So I don't, I don't <laughs> think he's coherent or, you know what I mean, he's not – He's not conscious of what he's doing. He's senile, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not even saying, I don't even think this is smoking Joe. I think this is the more government thing. Um, the government is sick, man. They're, they're pervs. They want to see everybody naked. They want to see everybody dick swinging and all that shit. They some nasty motherfuckers. They want to do that surveillance, no surveillance thing so they can be all in everybody's business and start another business off of that. These motherfuckers are sick. You know what I'm saying? This is not we seen it in movies. We've seen Enemy of the State. You feel me? That was 1999. I remember I, I watched that movie with my mama before she died. Look at this nigga. <laughs> I watched that movie with my mama. And in 1999, you feel me? Um, I saw cameras in watches, cameras in shoes, cameras on the elevator. It was crazy. That, like, they had that, whole, that man's whole house bugged. They had that man meeting with his friend in made it look like he was cheating on his wife and bought the pictures back and broke up a household. Like, this is the type of shit they've been on. So, <clears throat> some sick motherfuckers. They want to be in everybody's business. They want to be in everybody's life. They want to control shit, control scenarios. This is some sick government shit. And, you know, this is nothing new. This has been out that, like you said, he wants to bring it, or they want to bring it back. Um, it's just some sick shit, man. I, I don't know what to say or what to do about this shit. You want to see me, Joe? Here I am. <laughs> Here I am, Joe. Here I am. It's crazy because 9-11 happened and then the Patriot Act was signed in. And then from there, they can just detain you and watch you and do everything. And then Obama took Obama took office and Obama just kept adding shit onto the Patriot Act where they took more shit from us and then Trump finally gets in office and, and gives us our power back. And now the Democrats seize office and they're trying to take it right back after Trump got rid of it. So, yes, I believe that it is the government. I don't Joe call. I believe that this is the Democratic Party call. The Democrats want this because they feel like they got to do whatever they got to do to make sure that they win this next election so that they keep Trump out of there because if they if Trump doesn't win, then the Republican Party is in shambles. And the Democrats gonna have the, the, the government for not only the next eight years, but they might have the, the, the next candidate after that. So they run in Joe. I don't know. This shit is all weird. They don't want us to do shit. They already spying on us anyway. They already doing it. They just want they just want to, to do it legally. Because they're doing it anyway. Right. Real quick then. So would you would you say, Caleb, that uh 
all that Epstein Island stuff and all that child pedophilia and all that, that was always pushed more towards the Democrats, like that party, would it make more sense that they would want to make sure that they could get some dirt on the Republicans to kind of mm -hmm. like counsel out that whole, <coughs> we got something on you type of deal. Cause all you have now is more dirt with, you know, Biden's wife and Kamala Harris's husband. That See, makes it more, you know, but but if you remember, they literally raided Trump's house and raided his hotels and everything to find those classified documents. When, but then your ass got classified documents just sitting on the floor next to your, your parking garage and, and a, a lawyer stumbles upon it and, and decides not to cover for your ass because they don't want to lose their license. So you sent people in. The, the DOJ and you got warrants to go in and find something that you're guilty of yourself, not only from your presidency, but from your vice presidency. So you've been having classified files for, for years. So I don't know the, 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 the DOJ and the democratic party is corrupt like a motherfucker. And the fact that we thought that Trump was corrupt, Trump, May not fuck with niggas. Trump may be who who he is, but a politician is he, what he is not. And we got a politician in office right now, and that's why we see is politics. All right, well, let's get some final remarks before we get up out of here. Yo, shout out to the crew once again for every Wednesday showing up. You know what I'm saying? It can get hard sometimes with everything we do on the side and your personal life so shout out to the crew shout out to all the viewers who keep on tuning in watching the growth of the politic inform you know check out the blog thepoliticinform.com for all our content um got some things coming got some things coming you know tv series all type of stuff so stay tuned to me and keep on watching us uh follow me at the famous homie if you don't already do and uh you can kind of see what's coming up you know listen Y'all better start. Y'all better start watching us. This is what we do. We just give you the naked truth. <laughs> this is it. We just give you the naked truth. Balls naked. Once again, smoke and drove. You and the government. You looking at everybody else. I'm already here, baby. I'm already here. That's it. Naked truth. <laughs> Uh, shout out to all y'all. Shout out to the fact that we're this unapologetically ourselves every Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like every day that, or every every week, this is like therapy. This is real life. Just something that even my family looks. I hope they look forward to it. You should hear my wife telling everybody, "Hey, you got to be quiet because you know your dad's gonna be down there podcasting. He won't want to hear any of your mouths and all this other shit." But um, as always, shout out to all my kids out here in the AV. And um, shout out to those coaches out there that are actually instilling the right confidence into their young men and young women. Uh, life is hard out here, especially outside of sports. So uh, don't think everything you do on the court is going to translate into life unless you do it with integrity and you have discipline behind it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I want to shout out all y'all gentlemen. I want to shout out the team, man. I know I've been uh, up and down. I really feel like I'm I'm in a weird place right now. 
the grind, the grind. I think that I, I I started to fall out of love with the grind, and I gotta re, I gotta relight that flame, you know, fall back in love with with the grind of this shit, you know, because with, with a lot of life stuff going on and a lot of shit, you know, outside of this, it it, it is very difficult to keep going and, and turn these cameras on and. Do bring up these subjects and produce the show and put it out and continuously promote it and you know, I mean it is it is a, a full time thing that I'm doing part time. So shout out to y'all brothers for joining me on the journey, man, and keeping me motivated. Because without y'all, you know, I don't know if I could continue to do this shit. But when I see y'all still grinding, I'm like, well, shit. Let me get up. Let me get back to it. Well, even if I don't feel like it, even if I'm not the most motivated right now let me get to it because i know they is you know what i'm saying look at that i look at that hoodie that i keep asking for and y'all ain't sent me one yet but get off the boat of average you ain't gonna be on get off the boat of average you know what i'm saying sitting on your ass feeling sorry for yourself so if they put you in a cage with a lion it's because you don't try to eat the lion don't mean, don't the, mean lion. the lion won't eat you Bigging yes. up my big brother, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Politics in the podcast. Yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. Smoking thanks to Nitro, that's all gas. On the hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, got the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's Emmy. 